Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty, so you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash I do.
ring ding 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 ding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I totally did not expect you to do that. It's Welcome ho- to I Do Podcast. It's the holiday season. <laughs> I'm in the spirit. Um, you don't like my voice? No, it was very good. It's a very good rendition. <laughs> welcome to the show, guys. Welcome Sorry to the you show. had to hear that. Yeah, we hope you're enjoying the holidays. We are here as well in Costa Rica. There's not really any Santa Claus or lights or anything up here, so it doesn't really feel like the holidays, but we are still enjoying our time together here. Yeah, we are loving it. And yeah, it is kind of weird. It's not... Uh, I'm not complaining, okay? It's it's sunny and and I've been surfing every day, so it is all good. I'll take that. But but yeah, it, Thanksgiving was kind of the same way. Just kind of came and went. There's no leaves changing or any of that. No, but uh, no Christmas music in the stores. No. It, decoration hanging oh wow wow it's all good though it is we do have a uh, a um driftwood christmas tree though yeah sarah pretty fun and exciting sarah put that we'll together have to post so. a picture of that yeah <laughs> yeah but uh yeah it is all good down here and we if you didn't listen to last week's show we announced a Retreat down here, the Costa Rica Couples Retreat, and we are really excited to put that information out there. All of it is on our website, idopodcast.com, and it's been great to hear from a couple of you guys that you're interested. We do have a cap at 10 people, so five couples. So definitely get signed up and reserve your spot if you guys are interested in daily relationship exercises. Of course, being here in Costa Rica is just awesome in itself, but we have a lot of great things planned. So Sarah will we'll tell them to you. She's got her list out. She's looking at me like, all right, I'm ready. So, so go for it, Well, Sarah. last week you're like, we're doing waterfall tours. I'm like, no, we're not. It's the dry season. There are Sorry. no waterfalls. He just yeah. got super excited. I got excited. To tell all the activities. We'll have to do that next time. I'll take you to the dry is. waterfall. It's so pretty. Yeah, but the I think the great thing about here, Costa Rica, is that there are so many fun and exciting and new things to do. And that's... One thing that we talk about on the show is a great way to keep a spark in your relationship is to do something new with your partner. And so doing surf lessons or horseback riding tours, we have quad tours, ATV, four wheeler, ATVs, yes, uh, canopy tours, um, couples massages, yoga classes. There's so much to do here and it's so beautiful that we know you guys are going to enjoy it so much. Yeah, that's all part of the retreat. All those things Sarah said, minus the waterfall hikes. Sorry. <laughs> if you listen to last week's show and you're like, waterfall hikes, I'm signing up and I'm terribly sorry for disappointing you, but I promise it'll still totally be worth it. And if you really want, I'll take you to the dry waterfall. And if you guys aren't surfers and you're intimidated by the surf lessons, don't be. I can do it, so you can definitely do it. <laughs> yeah, the waves here are... They're super friendly. Yeah, very mellow. Water is warm. And yeah, it's just beautiful. So we are happy to have announced that, have the information up again. Check out the website, idopodcast.com, and you can find all the details. Yeah, the camp is going to be running March 3rd through the 10th of next year, 2018. 
Um, but uh, if you want to know all the specifics and all the details, our schedule, our itinerary, everything that's included and all the benefits of why it'll help your relationship, then head on over to our website at idopodcast.com to get all the information. And of course, if you have any questions, please send us an email at info at idopodcast.com and we are more than happy to answer any of those questions. In today's episode, we welcome back Winifred Riley. And Winifred is a marriage and family therapist with a private practice in California. And she has 35 years of clinical practice where she's treated hundreds of couples. So she has a ton of great information, knowledge, and experience. And we had her back on episode 95 where we talked about taking the relationship into your own hands and not relying on your partner to create the change you want. So that is great stuff if you want to check out episode 95. And today we talk about a very timely and important subject of managing stress around the holidays. Yeah, Winifred gave us a lot of tips to use in your relationship and really individually as well to learn how to uh, manage stress, learn what stress is for you, because for everybody, it's different. You can express stress in different ways. So uh, using those examples and those exercises that Winifred mentioned, uh, I think will be super valuable, especially during this holiday season where stress levels are a lot higher than normal. Yeah. Like gearing <laughs> up, you're traveling. Maybe if you're in the Northeast, I don't know, this is, we're recording it a little bit out, but it might be snowing and you got travel delays or wherever you're listening to this around the world. Uh, this is a, a stressful time of year with family, politics at the dinner table, you name it. And Winifred actually has some specific things in, in talking politics with family members. And it's an important thing to uh, to be able to navigate for your own sanity, maybe, and for the health of your relationship. And if talking politics is a big thing in your family and you're kind of uh, not looking forward to that this holiday season, we actually did an interview last year with uh, Dr. Um, I'm sorry, uh, we, we did an interview last year with Daniel Ellenberg, and uh, it's episode 72 where we talk about how to talk about politics in the holidays. Yeah, so we'll link to that in this show notes page because in addition to everything Winifred said, uh, you can find uh, tons of great value in that episode as well. Yeah, absolutely. So stay calm, take a deep breath, relax. The holidays, you'll be able to smoothly sail through them and uh, come out the other side. And if you don't, you can speed argue. Yeah, <laughs> which Winifred argue. talks about is a pretty cool technique to kind of let it out there really fast while you can. You know, maybe it's in the pantry or it's in the bathroom or somewhere where you're hiding away from your relatives, but kind of just get it out there so you guys understand each other and then move on back as to fast as you get back to the family. <laughs> <laughs> Speed arguing is definitely valuable, as I say in the interview, with a two-year-old too. Because they're screaming and they don't want you to talk. They want all the attention. <laughs> so Sarah and I might be doing some speed arguing uh, in front of Stella or not in front of Stella. We'll sneak around the corner, speed argue while she's screaming and demanding, <laughs> mommy, 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 mama, mommy. 
that's our current life right now. I don't know if any of you have seen the episode on um Family on Guy. Family Guy, uh, where he the what, little baby. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Stuart. What's his name? Stewie. Stewie. Yeah, Stewie. Yeah, Stewie. Where he's like, Mama, Mom, Mom, Mommy, Mommy. <laughs> that is. Stella right now. Yeah. So speed arguing, check that out. Winifred will tell you how to do that and navigate the stressful holiday season. And uh, like I said, take that deep breath, come out the other side, you'll be good. And as always, we appreciate you guys for listening to the shows, giving your feedback, leaving us those five-star reviews, sending us emails. It's all great to hear from you. And we hope you have a wonderful day and new year coming up in holiday. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you choose from over 1,500 licensed therapists. Get matched with your perfect therapist today by visiting Talkspace.com forward slash I do. That's Talkspace.com forward slash I do. Hi, Winifred. Thank you so much for joining us back on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. For our listeners who haven't heard you on episode 95, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships? Okay. Well, I've been a couple therapist for about 40 years, and um, I really, I really like working with couples because everybody's relationship is so crazy and difficult and challenging. And it's wonderful to actually have some things that can help people to get themselves steady and to get their communications clearer and for people to move their relationship developmentally to a place where they feel solid and connected. And um, I just think it's, it's it's really an honor to work with couples. We all have our difficulties and uh, the, and we all need some help. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that little piece of information at the end that we all have difficulties and we all need help because I think sometimes it can feel like, even for Sarah and I, I think like, man, we're, we're arguing too much or like that something's wrong because everything's just not rainbows and butterflies and perfect. And, and I think it it can definitely feel that way that something's wrong. And the reality is, is that when you take two human beings that are their own individual people and you put them together and you say, all right, make it work. (laughs) It's it's complicated. (laughs) And, And that's why we love doing the show and getting the information for ourselves and then certainly sharing it with our listeners. So thank you for that. Thank you for being back on the show. And today's topic is going to be one that is very timely. And a lot of people, I think, will think the same thing. Like, man, why, why is this stressing us out so much? And that is dealing with stress around the holidays and managing that with your partner, family, and work and just life in general. And it doesn't even have to be the holidays dealing with stress, but certainly this time of year, there's travel, there's family, there's a lot of added stuff, I feel like, in the mix with... Endless decisions. Yes, there decisions. Are endless decisions. 
Yeah. So let's, let's yeah. dive in. And that might be a good place to start is decisions and, and where the friction is created and then how we can deal with it. Okay. So first of all, if we go back to that relationships are difficult for all of us piece, uh, it's a good starting point because differences are difficult for all of us. It is actually the work of our relationships, not to iron out our differences, but to tolerate them, to be creative around them, to accept that some things will never change and we can either keep banging our head against the wall with it or we can learn to tolerate uh, tolerate our differences and actually even embrace them. Um, and the holidays are, you know, there are differences. There are religious differences. There are preferences about... Uh, how much one celebrates, whether one does anything, whether you decorate the house, whether you go to your mother-in-law's, whether you spend or save, how ex- ex- uh, what kind of presents people buy, what are we going to have to eat, how are we going to accommodate the, the vegan and the person who only eats meat and the person who's grumpy and the person who's uh, you know, dealing with their new sobriety and the person who drinks like a fish. Like, all of them <laughs> are going to be at the same table. Uh, I, I saw a great cartoon uh, the other day. It was right, it was a, it was on Thanksgiving. The New Yorker sent out this cartoon, and it, and it was a bunch of people at a table, and it said, okay, let's go around the table and argue about what we're thankful for. <laughs> and so it's like... That's it. So, um, so there are endless decisions. We have endless to-dos, and we have lots of obligations. How are we going to manage to see your father and your mother when nobody talks but your sister can't go there? You know, there's just this endless, endless stuff, and we're over busy. Uh, often people spend too much, and that activates their, their money differences, or one person spends too much and the other one seems like Scrooge. Uh, and so we're, we're facing all of this, these differences, style differences, desire differences. And just to know that these things are not going to get worked out during, between now and New Year's Day. So I, my message to people is some of these things are not going to change. January is a good time to sit down and talk about, like, kind of debrief and to talk about how, you know, this was challenging for me or I really appreciated that. Uh, but, but in the thick of things, to be trying to have your loved ones be different, your relationship is not going, going to miraculously get better under this kind of stress to, to, to roll with it some more. Um, uh, I, I was I was interviewed a couple of years ago uh, by someone who was writing an article in Real Simple, and they gave they gave each of us a, a challenging um, a challenging issue to deal with, and mine was uh, how do you actually work out your differences and have an argument with your spouse while your house is full of family members. And I was trying to imagine, do you go into the pantry and have an argument? Do you go out to the car and have an argument? And so I made this thing up, which I was, I thought, okay, I guess what you have to do is speed argue. And it's like speed dating, where you get together and you say, okay, 
in in a nutshell, here's what's driving me crazy about what you're doing. And the other one's like, okay, I get it. Here's what's driving me crazy about what you're doing. Okay, I get it. Okay, we're not going to fix this now, but at least I know where you're at. Okay, <laughs> and then and then you and then that's it because you don't you're not going to really have a big drag out. Uh, but just to be able to hear each other out, which I think is generally a good practice. Anyway, it's like so being able to hear. Let me just tell you that, you know, I'm trying to stir the sauce and you keep poking your nose into it. And it's like, I'm wondering if you could just let me cook this thing. Okay, good. I hear you. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's just that there's going to be lots of that stuff. And to be a little graceful on your feet because sometimes you don't have privacy um, and and to know you're all, you're sometimes you're already totally topped out because you, you know, your, your father who you don't get along with very well has just arrived and he's already doing the thing that's driving you crazy or is really challenging. I laughed when you just said the example about, you know, stirring, you're stirring the pot and and your, your partner comes in and is poking around because I always joke with Chase that he, whenever he's making dinner, he always is eating as he makes it. And for some reason, I don't know why, but it drives me crazy. I'm just like, just wait to eat it until we all sit down. And for some reason, like, exactly. (laughs) And obviously that's my problem. I need to learn to deal with that. Yeah. But you know, it's funny that that you said that example. Yeah, he's not going to change that this Christmas. <laughs> I can I promise. <laughs> Maybe next Christmas. <laughs> Maybe next Christmas, yeah. But the speed yep. arguing, I, I like that because it's not about like yelling at each other, obviously. It's acknowledging your feelings, getting your feelings out there, and then the other partner acknowledging them and, and vice versa. And, and that's something when during the holidays when the family is all there could be really valuable. But then Sarah and I are finding lately uh, our daughter Stella is coming into the, the terrible twos and, and we cannot uh-uh. even hold a conversation sometimes uh, a lot of times when she's around just because she wants the attention or she's kind of being fussy. And so this is something that I see us doing that like, all right, let's just get it out there. <laughs> we'll, it will take like, I don't know, 30 seconds. And maybe we'll never actually have a minute to follow up. Right. (laughs) But at least we're getting it out there and maybe we can remember to follow it up. But certainly, uh, so if you have a kid, but certainly around the holidays, that can be uh, something good to to do. I, I like that. Yeah. It was, you know, I thought, really, is that a realistic thing? And I thought, yeah, because sometimes you just don't have time. And rather than letting everything stockpile, you, you just kind of you point it out, and and the more graceful we are at getting those things, the more we, you know, m- more accepting we are of the fact that, like the stirring, I love that, and the tasting. Uh, it's like by now you know he does it. Like by now you know she doesn't <laughs> like it. If you guys were going to fix that one, if he was going to stop doing it, he probably would have stopped by now. That's true. true. Well, I like I like yeah. sampling. I have true. to I like you said. I have to learn to tolerate it and embrace it. Right. Yeah, yeah, but you don't have to like it. And so this is what I, I always say to people. Tolerating, it does not mean liking it. Um, you just, it's, it's, there's a kind of level of acceptance of, of what is. And, you know, that's really, uh, you know, which, which is different from, you know, allowing really uh, 
unhealthy patterns to persist. Like I, I don't, I don't suggest that people, if there's some really unhealthy pattern, I don't suggest that people just learn to live with it. Uh, but these things like, you know, you don't change the toilet paper and you know, you're not the one who ever puts it back on. These are not the, these are, I, I, I ask really, is this a hill to die on or not? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And then especially with a family, a house full of family, you know, for something like that. So going back to the, the stress, obviously stress, stress can be, um, can show itself in many different forms and many different ways. So can you give us some examples of different ways that, um, a partner may, um, may show that they're stressed or, uh, give us maybe okay. some examples of, of stress. Okay. So the worse your partner looks, the more stressed he or she is. Uh, and by the worse means uh, short-tempered or fidgety or distracted uh, or irritable, uh, not sleeping. The, more, the, worse, the worse that person looks or is snapping at you. Uh, the more you need to know, okay, they're stressed, they're, they're, these are anxiety responses. And when I talk about anxiety, I don't mean like panic attack anxiety. I mean just the general whoosh of stuff that goes on, the, the general discomfort of, of not being able to be completely in control of the world and your own reactions. So that's what I, I mean by anxiety. So the more anxious your partner is, the less steady they're going to be, uh, and the less likely they're going to be to bring their best problem-solving skills. And this is where one of my big themes of people need to comfort and validate themselves. It's okay. It's okay to, you know, it's okay to disagree. It's okay um, that the person, you know, misunderstood you, that to calm down because really anxious, agitated people are not good problem solvers. So maybe after things calm down, maybe after the person's mother leaves, you can sit down and make sense of of what happened. But that's what anxiety anxiety looks like for most of us. Either it goes in two directions. It's either uh, offloading it, like with with ang- with agitation or anger, or or squashing it down. You know, some people kind of go into a freeze response. I was just working with a couple this morning where under pressure, the guy just doesn't want to talk. And it's not really because he's trying to lock his wife out. He's just trying to hold it together. And, you know, I, I, it's like I, I try and help people recognize anxiety in the other so they don't take it personally. The guy is just trying to keep it together because he doesn't want to really blow his stack or create trouble with family members. And so he just, this was a post-Thanksgiving, he just kind of hunkers down. And she's someone who likes to talk and talk and talk, but when he's in that state, he he's just kind of circling the wagons. And so to recognize what your spouse or partner looks like under stress is key so you don't take it personally. Do you have any exercises for our listeners to do with their partner once they realize that they are stressed out or that they're feeling very anxious about a situation? Sure. I think it, you know, it's it's sort of almost it's almost obvious 
you want to turn to the person. You want to try and stay connected, and you want to turn to the person and say, you look like you're having a hard time. Can I help? And I like the option because, you know, when it's me, if I'm stressed out and my husband uh, wants to fix it or he wants to, or he's just getting irritated because I'm having a hard time, things get worse. But if he says, you look upset, are you upset? Uh, do you want anything from me? Can I help you? Because sometimes if I'm upset, sometimes I just need, I need a little space. But sometimes I really hadn't even occurred to me that I could use some help. And so either way, you get an option. You, you know, so ask, you, you, look at, you look upset, can I help you? Or are you having a hard time? Or, you know, so, so it, needs to, it comes out of a kind of curious inquiry, you know, less than, um, you know, none of us, if we're, if we're stressed, the last thing we need is for someone to go, geez, you are so stressed. It's like, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, that's not really that helpful. So the more calm we are in the presence of the other person who's got their whoosh going, the better. Yeah, and that's a good point. And I, I would wonder, sometimes I am definitely the moodier person in the relationship and, and not sometimes all the time, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, you know, so uh, the other week, Sarah was like, um, you know, what's wrong? You know, I guess I I was being moody or I wasn't being super nice. It wasn't anything in particular, but like I was giving off a a vibe for lack of a better word. And, and I was like, uh, nothing. And, and she kind of pressed it and there was, it wasn't anything in particular. It, it, it might've been, honestly, sometimes you wake up on the wrong side of the bed <laughs> and, and yeah. I guess how can I communicate around that situation and how also can Sarah communicate around that so that we don't, you know, she, she wasn't pressing it too hard, but basically the more she asked, the more irritated I got of like, there's nothing, but now there is something because you keep asking. Because <laughs> you yes, keep asking. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so how keep can, poking on this. You know, does this we, hurt? Does this hurt? Yeah. This hurt? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, um, like you know, I, I I always like to say to people, you know, is this new? No, he's moody a lot, or he can wake up on the wrong side of the bed. So the first thing is not to take your partner's mood personally. Most of what other people are doing isn't even about you. And so, you know, if, if, so if I was married to you, I would want to figure out when you're grumpy, do you need space or connection? Because it doesn't matter what I need when you're grumpy. You know, it's like if I want connection when you're grumpy and that's really bad, I'm not going to get connection anyway. So, you know, it's like when I'm grumpy, I don't want any connection. I need space. And so if I had somebody wanting to engage me or wanting to talk about how I'm having a hard time, I would just get more and more irritated. Or maybe I'm not even having a hard time. Maybe I just didn't sleep well. And so the other side is on the, on the, the more moody person's side is disclose. Like nothing's wrong. I didn't sleep well. Or nothing's wrong, I'm just kind of in one of my things. Like to give the person, like, you know, obviously they're observing you. 
and they are, maybe they're worried about what it means, or maybe it's just bothersome, or, you know, and so, so you, you throw them a little bit of, give them a little bit of something like, I don't know what's going on, just, I just, you know, I'm okay. And, like, this, you know, this doesn't really mean anything. Like, to, to, you know, to relieve, like, I was talking about this couple I saw just this morning. If the guy could just say, it really is okay, then her kind of anxiety, she's always afraid things, she's always afraid he's going to be mad at her. And so if he says, nah, don't worry about it, I'm not mad at you, you know, but he has a hard time doing that. If he could do that, she could unhook, but if he's not so good at it, I have to say, just keep remembering that when he looks this way, there's a really good chance he's not mad at you. That, you know, one of my philosophies is that if, you know, if we can't get the thing we need from the other person in that moment, find some way to get it for yourself. Like if you can't, if they're not reassuring you, reassure yourself. If they're not connecting, stay connected to yourself. That sometimes we just can't turn to each other and it doesn't mean something is wrong. Sometimes if you never connect, that's another thing. But if in a, if you're out of sync, nothing is wrong. We're often out of sync. Yeah, I think, like you said, giving your partner some sort of response in that, you know, I'm, I'm just not in a good mood or whatever, will kind of give it some closure to the conversation. And I think that's like in Chase's example, like that's what I was looking for, just some sort of like validation that the attitude or the moodiness isn't normal, that he was just going through a thing and he's fine, nothing's wrong. But having some sort of conversation like that, I feel like would give me some closure in that I, it wasn't something that I did, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, the more generous we can be with each other, the better. And I don't mean falling all over yourself with generosity. I just mean kindness is always good. Gentleness is always good. The more generous we can be, the more we can say, don't worry about this or everything's fine or like, nah, it'll pass. You know, the, the kinder, the better. The other person can just go on about kind of whatever they're going to do. So we've talked about some great tools for how to interact with your partner around stress and communication. What are some things that we can do? It's going to benefit the relationship, but what can we do on an individual level uh, to help manage our stress so we don't boil up and, and then take it out on our partner for some silly thing? Oh, that's a good question. Okay. First of all, just as I was saying, it's useful for us to be able to recognize what anxiety and stress looks like in the other. We need to know it in ourselves. For me, when I'm really stressed out, it's kind of like, it would almost be like a pot starts to simmer. It's, it's like, I just, there's like too much going on. And, and for me, uh, stress is, I, I start to feel overwhelmed and I, I, I can't like, I can't organize, like, what's the thing I need to do now or what's the best thing that I just get kind of flooded. So for us to recognize anxiety in ourselves, what are the bodily signals or the thoughts? Uh, you know, maybe you clench your teeth or you start to get tense or you, you, you think it's really distracted, uh, you know. And so to know, okay, here's a moment where I actually have to take care of myself. I remember when early in the relationship, uh, 
my husband's family had a a tradition where you had to buy Christmas presents for everybody. <laughs> Thank goodness <laughs> that has changed. But you had to. We had like twelve presents that we had to buy, and it was so stressful. And we would always argue. And so I figured out, and he figured out that. The way to do it is we would, this was, you know, before you could order anything online. You had to go store after store. And so we would do it. We would shop for half an hour and rest for 15 minutes. (laughs) And we would shop for another half an hour and then have lunch. That everything had to be punctuated because I get really overwhelmed in stores, and he just hates shopping. And so if you put the two together, we would just argue and not be able to decide about, like, what is this going to do, or we figure out the perfect thing, and then we can't find it. So we would punctuate. We would pace ourselves. And so, you know, for me, that addressed my sense of overwhelm, you know. And so if I, you know, so what we can do for ourselves really has to do with knowing what's going to work, um, kind of slightly on a different subject as, you know, I was thinking about what are some of the challenges that people face, uh, you know, with the holidays in particular. And I, I was remembering that, that I had a couple who would fight because could always host, uh, and his family would come over and nobody would help. And so one of the challenges of that was nobody would do the dishes, and he wanted to hang out with his family, and they would fight every time. And then one day, they, one, one year, she said, I know what will work. The big stressor for me is being left with all the dishes. And she said, whether people like it or not, we're doing paper plates. Um, the roasting pan is going to be just—it's going to be throw out. And he was kind of horrified. And she said, "But we're not, and this will keep us from fighting. And if everybody doesn't like eating with plastic forks, and nobody likes the ecological impact of Thanksgiving dinner, where you know where you just throw everything out, maybe they'll help." So literally, they even set the table with like a paper towel, paper tablecloth and paper napkins and paper plates. And then she just took the entire load of it, wrapped it up in the, in the, in the tablecloth and threw it in the garbage and she was done. And they were, she was ecstatic and it was great because they didn't have one single fight about it. Yeah. I love that. And, and it's really about communicating on those points we it goes back to what we talked about earlier it's like you take two people that come in with their own things and it might seem trivial but that can be like a really stressful point at any time in the relationship but certainly around the holidays all the added stress we've talked about it's like yeah like me sampling the the food in the kitchen bothers Sarah. It might seem trivial to me, but like it really bothers her. So we got to communicate around that and talk about it. And maybe even another level, she solved it with, with throwing everything out, but like you could communicate with his family members. I mean, that takes a, a higher level oh, they, of Yeah. And they tried and they tried and it was incredibly freeing Yeah, because what he did was she, it, I sort of, I'd say, I, I, I like to talk about 
relationships are like a chess game. You get to move your piece. You don't get to move the other person's piece. And sometimes they make a move that messes up your game. So you have to figure out what's your next move. And so she didn't actually ask for his buy-in about the disposable Thanksgiving. She said, I've had it fighting and I've had it with being angry at your family. And so this is what I'm going to do. And he actually didn't really have much of a leg to stand on since he never helped either. He would always say, let's just leave it till the next day. But she couldn't leave all that stuff and nobody helped. And it, and so she felt incredibly empowered. So it's like along the lines of what can you do to deal with your stress? The next step is what can you do to make the stressful situations less stressful for you? Do you have to have your in-laws stay with you for a week? Can you say, actually, it'll work better if XYZ happens or I have a maximum of three days or whatever it is, like to actually think what will make this better um, rather than uh, this is impossible, nothing will change, you're the problem. It's like, what do I want to do to make this situation work better? Yeah, I I like that because it it really proves the point of how important your relationship is or your marriage is and that working that out with your partner or your spouse ahead of time and having those conversations is so important especially when you're under stress because the last thing you want to do is be fighting with your partner, you know, during the holidays and having like you said a a table full of people at your house. Yeah. And you don't want to have a bad time. And, you know, then there's the, there's the other piece, which I think, is, you know, is, is important to remember that, that not every Christmas has to be Disneyland and sparkles. Like, not every, not every family gathering has to be a blissful experience. Uh, some of the people who are at the table are the same loved ones who... Uh, do all of the same things. You're going to have, you know, your homophobic uncle and your drunk cousin. And, you know, if these are just the things that are going to happen and these are the people and are you going to figure out how to, how to laugh about it, how to, you know, keep some perspective about it, how to, um, how to shift the subject. You know, we, people have been fighting about politics during in these, you know, recent times, dinner time and holiday dinner time has become like like a political debate, and so families are going to have to decide: Are we just going to take politics off the table, so that you know, and are we going to relate to each other as just people? Because there, I I I was hearing about families who was like. The so-and-so supporters are all eating together and we're not getting together anymore. Like, this is not good. No. Would you recommend having like a pre-conversation about what's off the table, what, what not to talk about when you get together with your family? I think if it doesn't go well, absolutely. If, you know, if, if, if there are, if you can be, if you can disagree without being disagreeable, then you can hear each other out. If you are going to fight and suddenly and think you're going to, you know, convince somebody to change their point of view, you know, at that Christmas dinner, you're, you're completely mistaken. But, you know, I'm remembering, um, I had a client, so here we are, I'm out, I'm out in California and, you know, everybody's 
very, you know, people are very opinionated and we're sort of in a bit of a bubble here. Um, but I, I had a client who was from the Midwest and he said he was talking about the level of intolerance that we have that he finds here that he felt like, and he's from one of those states where they caucus. And so people would actually say, who are you thinking of voting for? And what do you think about it? And they were better at hearing each other's point of view. And they were actually thinking about like what they wanted and who they thought was interesting. And he, and he pointed out there's a kind of intolerance for somebody who's got an outside opinion. So if your family can't handle it, I say, Making it just basically take it off the table. Here are the things that we're not going to talk about because we're here to actually have a family meal and not have a family fight. Yeah, and there's a couple of different things to unpack there, but you know, without taking this a whole another direction, but it is an important thing is that yeah, like if you are going to talk about politics, come in with an with an open mind and and. Uh, try not to be so tribal about it. And it's like the guy from the Midwest. It's like, you know, you might think of yourself as progressive uh, or, or on the left. And, but a lot of times, increasingly, it seems like want to just shut down uh, the, the conversation before it even starts. If you're not on the same team as me, um, you know, for both yeah, sides. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah. I think we all have a lot, a lot to learn about, like, how do we talk? to people who don't agree with us. Yeah, yeah. It's important for politics. It's important for yeah, whether, relating, yeah, our, for, yeah, exactly. for, for family, as we're talking about coming into the holidays. And yeah, rather than, you know, I don't want to say the easy way out, but just sometimes it is the right answer is just to not talk about it. You know, we're not going to solve all the world's problems at, at dinner with your family. But, you know, uh, sometimes having those harder conversations is is what uh, will progress the relationship with your family members or with your, certainly you need to be able to have that with your significant other. Um, and, and the holidays is a time where all these sure. things are yeah. coming together in this pot and, and, and boiling, uh, bo they can boil and simmer over or, right. or, or they can cool off and, and we can navigate it. So you've definitely given us some great, tools here and i want to uh just mention like, like you said in the beginning like don't think that you're going to solve all your problems like right now uh with the relationship during this time of year if it's a stressful time and you're traveling but uh don't ignore them and certainly come in with these with these tools um in your tool set to to tackle it and I, I like the the speed arguing uh is another good one so a lot of good stuff and and then uh, like you said it, come january 1st sit down and, and and it's also a good time to check in with the relationship like we should be doing all the time but you know maybe do like a, a post game analysis of the holidays and what went exactly. down and then looking we towards do. the well, year. It was much better. We didn't actually lose it in Macy's. That was good. Yes. Yeah, like oh. to really think about the positives. Yeah. Yeah. And I love your shopping uh, recommendation with, with your husband. That sounds like something Sarah and I would do. If, More if food, not, less shopping. Yes. Yeah. If <laughs> not for Amazon, uh, you know, ordering online, that would definitely be, I, I, I might be like, all right, give me 10 minutes of shopping and then I'll be in the food court. See you later. <laughs> yeah. 
There you go. Yeah. Uh, that's right. And some people say, yeah, but I don't want to do it alone. And so you have to, it's like a three-legged race. It's like, okay, how are we going to do this so we don't, you know, fall down here? Yeah. Um, Luckily, I yeah. could just yeah. spend hours in the store. So I'll just, I'll, usually I'm like, I'll do it, honey. Don't worry about it. And he's like, okay. Well, if you like it. Yeah, but it, 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 for some people, it's it's a pleasure. It's like not a problem. I'll tell you, it's just like, I don't mind after the whole you know, my husband will do the dishes. I'll come in and I like to do the counters and the floor and the stove and wash the sponge and clean out the sink and make it all look sparkly. He doesn't care about that stuff. <laughs> he wants the dishes done. So, you know, I don't, we don't, it doesn't matter how you divide the tasks. Just, you know, it's like, you know, from each person contributing the, the parts that they can do. And then there's always some chore that nobody wants to do and then you have to figure it out. And that is what, relationships are all about, right? <laughs> is navigating, yeah. working as a team. And then that, that thing that no one wants to do, that's where it really gets interesting. But if you have the tools, it gets interesting. <laughs> that's right. And there's when we get to dis- discover how generous or stubborn we are. Yes. Yeah. And, and so you've given us and our listeners a lot of great stuff today and all of our episodes, they'll be able to find those things to navigate and, and try to figure out that thing that you both don't want to do. Maybe you can find some answers uh, in episode 95 that you were on with us or, or any of the other shows. So thank you for all yeah, of this. Yeah, talking about the unilateral change part. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All great stuff, Winifred. Now we got to move forward to the lasting love round. But first, let's take a break and talk about one of today's sponsors, Talkspace. Talkspace is an online therapy company that will allow you to choose from thousands of certified and vetted therapists where you can communicate with them directly through your phone, through text, email, video chat, or voice. And it's super easy to do. And obviously, you're listening to this podcast, so you want relationship advice, whether you're in a rut or you just want to take your relationship to the next level. Talking with a therapist is the best way to get there besides listening to I Do Podcasts. So if you want to sign up today, head on over to Talkspace.com forward slash I Do and get $30 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com forward slash I Do and enter the promo code I Do. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. If you're looking for a super fun and creative gift for a loved one this holiday season, you really need to check out StoryWorth. StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share their stories with weekly emailed story prompts with questions that you would never think to ask. And at the end of the year, they'll get their stories bound in a beautiful hardcover book that will be a great tool to share with your family so that you can bond and get to know each other in a whole new way. So we got story worth for my mom and we already got this great story from her where I thought I knew the story and apparently I didn't because she went skiing with me when she was seven months pregnant. So I'm about to pop and was skiing down a glacier in Germany with me and I, I had the short end of the story and now I got the full thing and it's great because I can share it with my brother and sister. We're all scattered across the country and this is really a thing we can share. So if you have a family member who loves telling stories, StoryWorth will be an awesome holiday gift. For $20 off, visit storyworth.com forward slash I do. 
That's storyworth.com forward slash I do. What is one tool or practice our listeners can use on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? Okay, I would say along the lines of what I was saying earlier, recognize that most of what your partner says and does isn't about you. So don't take everything personally. Daily practice. This is about me. This is not about me. Is there a book or resource you can recommend for listeners who want to improve their relationship? Yeah, you know, there's a surprising book that my book group read recently, and I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have expected it to be quite as as wonderful as it was. It's a book by Alan Alda. Uh, He was doing a project of teaching scientists how to speak to each other, how to speak to audiences who don't know science. So it's a book about communication, but it's a little unusual. And the book's called, If I Understood You, Would I Have This Look on My Face? And so it's really quite, it's really quite interesting. It's a, it, he, he, he teaches, because he's an actor, he teaches improv and he helps people be more spontaneous and more clear in their communication. It's a really fun book. I listened to it. He, I listened to it on uh, Audible. He, he reads it. It's really lovely. Well, that sounds great. I want to check that out. It's fun. Yeah, it's really nice. It's full of a lot of science. It's very interesting. Awesome. Well, we'll have that on your show notes page on our website at idopodcast.com. We've been married for three years now. Is there any advice you'd give newlyweds? Yeah, my advice to newlyweds is don't expect everything to go smoothly like a honeymoon. Don't be freaked out when you hit bumps in the road. It's part of the growth process. It's fine. You're going to get stronger and clearer. Differences help us define ourselves and help us find our voice. So just embrace the messy, unfamiliar aspects of your new relationship and just know you're just going to get better over time if you focus on, you know, strengthening yourself and getting clearer. Is there any advice you would give our single listeners looking for a happy relationship? Yeah, I would say to not be expecting that you're going to find a perfect partner. Uh, but know that you're going to find, be looking for a partner who uh, is willing to grow and learn with you. We all have lots to learn. And so if we think, we, if we think we're going to find somebody who's already completely, uh, you know, has everything all together, that's not the case. And so I think people end up missing po- possible partners by, by valuing the wrong thing. I love that. And that's a great tip to finish up on here. And you've given us a lot of great advice today to navigate this holiday season and really the entire year um, in our relationship. So why don't we finish up by having you tell us where we can find you online and then we'll say goodbye. Okay. You can find some of my writing at speakingofmarriage.com. And my book is in bookstores and on Amazon, and it's called It Takes One to Tango, How I Rescued My Marriage with Almost No Help from My Spouse and How You Can Too. Excellent. Well, we'll have uh, that link to your book as well as your past episode where we actually talk about uh, talk about your that topic of how you can make the change that you want. So we'll have all those links on your show notes page on idopodcast.com. And again, thank you so much for joining us back on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. 
We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. As always, you can find the links from today's show on our website at idopodcast.com. And while you're on the website, we encourage that you check out some of the free resources that we've created for you guys. One of those is the 14-Day Happy Couple Challenge. And we send you a email every day for 14 days with doable challenges to help strengthen and make your relationship even better. And we've also created cheat sheets and workbooks for your relationship. And you can find all of those on our website. And lastly, our Facebook group, which is the Love Tribe. We encourage all of you guys to join our group there as well. And if you ever have any topic suggestions or ideas for the podcast, please send them our way. You can email us at info at idopodcast.com and we would love to hear from you guys. And we hope you enjoyed today's show. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com